I have a very strongly held belief about care services. My belief is that there is a direct correlation between how well a care service is integrated into the community it serves and the overall quality of that service. Simplistically, it could be seen that integrating your care service into its community is merely a marketing strategy. But the care leaders who do this well understand the implications of doing so permeate every aspect of that care service. Jack Launer and Simon Rhodes from Delphi Care have worked with many care leaders to not only help them with their marketing strategies, but also every aspect of building a remarkable care organization. Because of this, it was great to speak to them on this important and endlessly fascinating subject. I'm Simon Parker, and this is the Care Leaders Network podcast. Today, we'll be talking about shining a light on using marketing to manage reputations and to maximize profits. So Simon, tell me, why is it important that we talk about marketing in social care? I think um, for any sector, any business sector, that uh, marketing will play a key role in, in people being able to tell people how important the services are. Um, the commercial aspect is, is obviously a huge thing at the moment as well. Our occupancy levels can be low. Uh, and without marketing, then it's um, it's very difficult to, to continue to, to operate a business. We've seen uh, one in three people that are actually leaving the care sector or selling their care homes at the moment due to the uh, the commercial impact that's happening. Uh, and it's just a great way to let people know about the good services and, and the work that people have out there. Um, from my own personal experience, when we were looking for uh, care for a relative of mine, um, I didn't have a clue where to start. And it was literally a case of, right, well, let's, let's head to Google. Let's have a look what care homes or what services are available to us. And, and it was a minefield. And one of the things that I found, obviously, having a marketing background, it, it helped me was because I quite quickly recognized that people weren't actually marketing or they weren't telling people about the services that they offer or even how good they are. I think from a lot of the people that um, we spoke to, or a lot of the homes that we visited, it was as simple as having a we are rated good by CQC banner outside on the main road, which obviously has its place. But when we actually dug a little bit deeper, there was so many other other tricks that people were missing. Um, and I'd go as far to say that probably the whole sector is is maybe five to 10 years behind other sectors that I've worked in, in terms of their marketing. Uh, just general activity doesn't seem to be there. It's kind of people are concentrating on uh, offering good care and, and helping people rather than talking about the good things that they actually do. I think that's a really important point as well, because I'd, I'd even like take it a, a level back from that as well. Everyone knows that social care has almost a brand problem, if you uh, if you like. I think that there are an awful lot of, from from the public's perspective, I think there are an awful lot of very common misconceptions about social care, and I do feel that that personally, I feel that that's connected with uh, with the marketing and PR of of care services. Now, I understand the reasons why. I think in in social care uh, traditionally marketing didn't have to be a massive part of your organization where lots of services were social um uh, uh socially funded so uh, publicly funded sorry um the need to be able to build a brand and to be able to tell your story and all of that type of good stuff just wasn't there but i there there are various different people who uh, operate in the marketing and pr world who who say 
things along the lines of the fact that if you don't give your customer a story and a message to be able to connect to, they will often make up their own mind. And it's very easy for them to take a more negative view of, uh, of, of, of a service. And that's at a kind of a micro level, but at a macro level about the, about the sector, I would, I would very strongly argue that if social care did a better job of marketing itself, and again, sharing the story, all of the beautiful things that happen in, in care services and make that more prominent and more um, uh, available for, for society in the UK to be able to, to consume the, the kind of the macro implications of that, that it would not just improve the, um, uh, the, the revenue generating opportunities for on an individual service by service basis, then actually we'd be turning up the dial on the much needed improvement in the narrative around the whole of social care as a, as a whole. So uh, I tend to think mar- macro and, uh, and, and big thinking and things like that, but I'm, I'm very much on board with this conversation as you can, uh, as you can tell. So I've been looking forward to it, but it's a, it's a, it's a real big subject. And I think there's, there's an awful lot to, to unpack here. The, um, what I was going to go on and say is that obviously because there's a, a distinct lack of funding within the, the care sector in, in general, um, with many businesses uh, as through the, the COVID-19 pandemic, marketing was probably the first thing that went. Um, there's a stigma around that marketing can be expensive or marketing is something that you need to get somebody external to come in and do. When the reality of it is that there's a lot of stuff, particularly around social media um, and, and, and just generally sending good news stories out to the local press if something's happening, that, that it's very inexpensive. But I think people are a little bit reluctant because there is this stigma that marketing, if we're going to get digital, we mentioned the word digital marketing, well, it's all Google and it's all computers and websites and people. And often that scares people away when the reality is that there's a lot of small things that businesses or services can do to promote their services within the local area, whether it's attending an open, holding an open day or attending local uh, community events to, to raise their profile that way. Um, that I think it's just an education piece that needs to be done. And just to add to that, I would like to take my hats off to those in the social care industry that do have good marketing department with resources. Sometimes there's only one person running that department and some of the stories they're getting out on a daily basis and maybe working with a couple of hours of PR a week uh, compared to the hospital uh, sector who have massive uh, budgets for marketing often. So we really must take our hats off to those that do a good job. Here, here to that, Jack. I think that's a really, really important thing to, to highlight. And, and Simon, coming back to your point as well, marketing doesn't have to be expensive. I think you make, make a really, really good point. There are some incredible things that you can do with digital marketing and SEO and paid advertising. Uh, I've created some content on it recently and that whole landscape seems absolutely fascinating. But there are some fundamental groundwork marketing activities that, to your point, they they, they don't need to be expensive to have a real impact. Back in um, when uh, uh, when I was running my management consultancy, SPNP, um, I had uh, that there were a few people on the on the team who would focus very much on uh, on driving occupancy. And a lot of the time, the clients would be in a set of circumstances where they didn't have a huge budget. I mean, they were putting the cost of paying for the consultancy for, for us as well. So layering on all of these extra costs would be uh, often impossible for, the, for them. But we, we had countless story after story of how we'd help 
get homes from um 70 occupancy all the way up to uh 90 and 19 above we've got a few stories of how we've managed to fill care services where they're at a point where they've actually got 100 percent occupancy and there was no there was no witchcraft there was no magic there was no kind of big budgets being spent it was consistency of good quality marketing activities over a period of time that just compounded because the communities that those care services served had a better understanding of what this care service is all about and that's that's kind of the most important thing and it comes through storytelling and sharing those beautiful anecdotes that happens with within care services which they're they're great stories you know they're, they're incredible things that happen in in care organizations and um yeah there's so much opportunity to quickly and uh, uh in a cost-effective fashion be able to distribute those those lovely stories and um get them into the uh get get them in front of the the people that make those uh care seeker decisions so jack talk to me about good marketing so what do you mean and who are the stakeholders that care organizations need to make sure that they're specifically engaging with well, first of all, it's 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 their residents um, and some of the stories around their residents or things that they could be doing as an organisation if they're a multi-site uh, home. Um, they could hold inner competitions between different people and present the um, outcome, uh, and and that really gets the whole organisation involved. Um, and I think commissioners like that because they like to see uh, engagement between the staff and the residents and that excites them because they can justify to the commissioning bodies why they might be paying fees for certain people. Um, but in general, I think keeping your commissioners up to date, showing them the positive news stories, making sure that they are invited to your to your homes. I think during COVID, for example, people got out of the habit or commissioners or, or local authorities got out of the habit of visiting sites. And I think we need to get back to that where, where that's seen as a, an important part of the job for, for, um, for the local authority, because that's how you build relationships. And that's the most important thing that marketing can bring, um, discussion points and, and showing the joy of caring for people. I think that's a I think that's a brilliant point, and I think it's I can't understate the importance of that. I obviously this is anecdotal, but I'd like to say that I have enough anecdotes to be able to uh, to be able to to suggest this as a as 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 a fact, as at least as I see it. I genuinely believe that the care services that are the most well um, well engaged in their local community uh, are the care services that are the most successful, and that's not just from a from a commercial standpoint. It, it's a it's across the board. If you have that open door policy where people are coming into the to the care services for all manner of different reasons, whether it be resident inquiries or or anything along those lines, whether it be uh, engaging with the, the CQC or the regulator that you work with or um, local authorities, whatever the set of circumstances, the more that you're able to, to welcome people into the into the service uh, and people from the community that is the more people that you're able to welcome into the care service to show that you've got nothing to hide to again coming back to that whole storytelling and get people to really experience that magical energy that you get in a fantastic care service um that's a sales pitch people talk about that you know and that that has an impact on uh, of course it has an impact on top line uh, because inquiries will be generated off the back of that 
it's important to highlight as well the fact that not just from a uh, from your 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 care services kind of marketing brand uh, the impact of that but of course you have an employer brand as well if people see that you've got uh, a uh, there's that energy within a care organization then they can see the interaction between the team and the and the residents um that's a that's a beautiful way to, to to be able to recruit because it's it's people people loving their job and really really enjoying themselves and then the people that they go and tell how much they love their job because they work in those working care services where there's that kind of energy and that's that open open mindset as uh, as well um and i'm sure for the residents as well just having more people around feeling more connected to their community um which of course community is it's a it's a staple of overall well-being there's um uh uh the 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 it's unequivocal uh, uh uh evidence that's been collected over a long period of period of time it's important for 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 people no matter where they are in life their life's journey to be connected to to other people um so yeah having that whole connection with the the, the community is is of utmost importance and anything that you can do to drive that through your marketing activities is of course going to be super important as well so Simon you you touched on something that I think is really important there and and that's um, the value of word of mouth um, both from an employer's uh, and and a service user's point of view if you hear if if you you've got circles of friends it could be whether you're how's your how's your, your your grandma doing now she's not so well my partner or my grandparents have just gone into this home. It's really good. They really look after them. That word of mouth is something that I think gets undervalued in marketing and mm. putting that out there to people and, and sharing that message of this place is really good. It's a good place for them. They really take care. They've got activities going on all the time. And from the other side, it's the what a great place to work. How long have you been there? Oh, I've worked here for, for three years now and it's been the best place I've ever worked because they really care about stuff. And those the, the value of that is is huge just because people take referrals people take somebody they know and they trust they take their word for it and they know that if they're making a decision about putting uh, a member of their family in, into care that they want to make sure that they're getting the best possible service for them and that um, reinforcement and that um, credibility that comes from somebody that you know says yeah my parents were in there or my grandparents were in there and it was a brilliant place. And that's something that you can't buy. No matter how good your marketing is, if, you can, if you're doing a good job within the home and people are happy in their jobs, that word's going to spread and that can only mean good things for the service. And just to add, from a smaller home perspective, um, if you can get one of your residents to show a local authority commission around and the the that is priceless because they can tell tell them all the things that they love about the service and they can uh, make sure that they show the the group work or everything that they like to do and it, and it comes from the heart so you don't have to be a big group with a marketing department you can do these little things as as depending on what size you are as well so I just thought I'd add that because I talked about um, bigger groups that's a that's a that's a lovely uh, lovely thought actually getting residents people living in the in their services to be able to uh to be part of that inquiry process yeah i love that i think that's um that's i mean that's the type of stuff that i think if the regulator to, were to walk in and experience that that starts to sit in the realm of uh certainly very good uh, a very good care environment uh, and potentially outstanding as well. So yeah, no, I'm 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 a, I'm a big fan of that idea, Jack. I hope people um, who who listen to this will 
take that on board and use that because I think that's a, a brilliant, brilliant idea. I the um we we talked about the the power of word of mouth as well. I've, I've witnessed it in my own life. I've been sat in pubs with uh, with friends before where somebody's kind of gone, oh yeah, grandma, she's 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 in a set of circumstances where we're going to have to start looking for some type of care service for her. Um, and other people people on the table turning around and saying, oh, actually, there's this care service. My great aunt uh, lived there for the last few years of her life and they made it incredible for her and they were very open. And it, like at that moment, like the, the the pitch is done, you know, because it's such a highly emotive experience being uh, a care seeker, um, having that validation and that really, really credible, trustworthy word of mouth recommendation is uh, it, 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 it's absolutely um uh uh yeah it's probably the most valuable type of recommendation that you could possibly possibly hope for so that's uh yeah uh, an another one that's just worthwhile uh double underlining if you like as as part of our conversation i think um it's the same i've got friends uh, who have got trades so plumbers electricians um plasterers painters etc and they they always come to oh, i need to i need to help with my marketing simon can you help me and Traditionally, these kind of services, unless they're bigger companies, if you're a small one-man band, they, they don't promote themselves or they don't market. It tends to come from that word of mouth because let's be right, anybody could come in and if you've got a problem with your, your sink that's leaking, then you can order any plumber in. But the fact that that plumber comes in and does certain things, either comes in out of hours or does it for free because it's a two-minute job, then that word of mouth gets around. And it's the same for the care sector. I think, like Jack pointed out, you don't have to be a huge group with, with tens of, of services. You can be a small independent care home or care service um, and still let people know how good you are. And a lot of that will stem from the service that you give to your service users uh, and how that word of mouth spreads amongst the different groups around. Mm, definitely. Let's talk marketing strategy. And uh, I think probably the best place to start, let's talk channels. So what would you say the specific channels are that care leaders should be considering when they're planning their marketing strategy? Well, I think dependent on whether or not the, um, the services are going to have somebody in house, um, it depends on whether they have the resource, whether somebody within their team has a little bit of knowledge or experience within marketing, um, and also, if they do have a budget, um, as we touched on earlier in the um, in the discussion, was it doesn't have to be expensive marketing. Doesn't have to be expensive. Personally, um, digital is is the way forward uh, for me. I think that there's a lot that can be done um, in house, whether that's sharing posts on social media on a daily basis. Um, I think that most people in the world now will have some sort of social media channel that they use whether it's facebook instagram linkedin twitter i think somebody everybody has one of those accounts if not more so it's utilizing the things that you do day to day it may be you're out on or you're on holiday and you're posting your holiday pictures why not set up a page for your for your service and show what you've been up to that day have a a, a diary of saying this is we Although the weather was terrible, we still managed to play games indoors and videos and stuff that people will then use and cherish. And it goes back to the, um, the, the care seekers, the people that are looking for places. If they can see something active on social media where, oh, look at this, they were playing this game. It was really sweet. This little old lady used to like playing pinball and they've, they've made a little pinball game for her, that sort of thing. 
Um, but going forward, I think with if there is budget available, again, finding from our own uh, experience working within the care sector for, for a year or so now myself, um, digital, There's, there seems to be a distinct lack of people that are focusing on their digital marketing, whether it's paid for, whether it's organic, putting content out there, sharing knowledge that you have, commenting on changes within the industry. It can be something as simple as just responding to a tweet. It could be writing a blog for your for your website. I think websites um, have become people have become more conscious that their website needs to have good content on and look better, um, particularly where that's the first port of call for people these days is if you're looking for care, um, dementia care in the London area, then the first thing you're going to do is go to Google and then it's going to see who ranks at the top and look at ratings and stuff like that. So for me, digital, uh, we do quite a lot of um, digital marketing reviews for our clients. They will come to us and ask, we're looking at marketing, where do we start? And it will, we will look at doing full service uh, digital marketing reviews for them, what they're currently doing, what the opportunities are. But then again, um, it doesn't have to all be digital. There is the, the good old fashioned posting leaflets around the local area within the, have a wander around the local area and post leaflets through people's doors to let them know that you're there engaging with the, the local press to let them know that what you're up to, if you've got an open day coming up, I think it's care home open week uh, coming up. And I think there's lots of different services that have, have signed up for that. And it's a great idea just opening the doors to people because if you are curious and you are looking for a service for one of your loved ones, you need to go in there yourself and see because you're not just gonna send somebody away um, into stay in a care home if you've not experienced it yourself and you've not done your thorough research into what they offer. Got you. Nice one for breaking that down. No, I think you've covered off some really, really important parts uh, to the to the key marketing strategies and channels that people need to to consider. One thing that made me think whilst we were whilst we were talking, um, it, I've heard stories where I think particularly in the digital realm, maybe because people have uh, people in the care sector have less exposure to that. There's a real concern around negative attention so um uh maybe a, a negative comment on social media uh maybe some negative press or or something along those lines jack what would you say the key points are when it comes to addressing such negative attention because it, it, it's one of those sets of circumstances where for all the good that you can you can share one bit of bad can uh it would certainly um uh uh it'd be a Runs the runs the risk of ruining someone's day, of course, thinking that despite all the wonderful things that they they do in their care service, that somebody might have something bad to say. How, how does one go about tackling that set of circumstances? I think it's about transparent transparency and being open. And I think you know the only thing you can really do is um, respond on social media to the to the negativity. And most people are savvy enough to know if it's just a person attacking something and being a troll in inverted commas. But sometimes you can win people around by being open and transparent and responsive. Um, and, and you shouldn't really, it's, it's easy for me to say that you shouldn't really worry about it too much um, in terms of stuff that you, you're writing. It, it, it can quite quickly be taken down and be justified to be taken down if it becomes hearsay and there's no evidence around it but but if if 
people see that you are responsive and open and transparent it's a, it's a positive it's seen as a positive uh, thing i think you're right in what you said there jack um just don't hide from it it's it's whilst it's out there obviously first of all check the allegations are accurate and do your research to make sure that if somebody is making a statement against you or an accusation or commenting on something make sure it's investigated find out what's actually happened and then respond to it because somebody we all know keyboard warriors can write whatever they want on the internet and then it's out there so if you've got the information and somebody's made an accusation or a comment against your business or your service then then check it out make sure that what they're saying is there any credibility to it is it accurate and then you're able to respond in a in a coherent way and it's really important and it can be tempting at times to just go well that's not true that they're lying and, and point fingers it's all about being professional and maintaining that the information that you're responding with is factually accurate um and if they are correct and if they are making an allegation if something has gone wrong and let's be honest it, it happens in life explain what you're doing to improve that explain what changes are going to be made because it shows that not only are you listening to what people are saying but you're also taking actions to make sure that it perhaps doesn't happen again or there's improvements that are being made within the service to ensure that it doesn't happen again so it's about facing into the wind as in facing into the into the problem um being objective and and transparent and then highlighting the the way forward so it's a case of if if there is a real um set of circumstances or whether it's a claim set of set of circumstances being able to say i don't know we've done a full audit of the set of circumstances uh what we found is is this here are the things that we've learned as a result of that and this is what's going to be happening as a as a consequence and i guess you could apply that to a set of circumstances where there is a a valid and a, 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 a not so valid accusation as as such as uh, as well but to show that you're taking it seriously i guess is kind of the most important things because most normal rational people will understand that things happen obviously things that happen in care services can be extremely emotive um but it's it's not what you do that counts it's the way that you respond i guess that's the key message there right yeah and it also works for um, from the, the staffing side of things as well, because it can be very often that people leave their jobs or they're, they're let go from their jobs and they're disgruntled and they, they take to the Internet to say it's the worst place that I've ever worked in my life. And I, I never liked it. everybody's horrible to people. And obviously that's then going to have a knock on effect for other people that potentially if they're looking to recruit. So. Um, it's really important that the people address that and make sure that they manage it correctly by saying, well, actually, this person did work for us for this period of time, but the, the, there's an explanation that goes with it because it can have real serious detrimental effects on um, a, a business as a whole. Um, so it's just making sure that you are aware of it and not getting into a he say, she say kind of um, to and fro on, on social media because there is the temptation to say, yeah, that that's just completely made up. You, you're lying. You just upset because we got rid of you. And um, obviously, that doesn't reflect very well on the brand or the business itself. Sure, I I, I remember a set of circumstances um, when I was running my management consultancy where there was an accu accusation made where there was no validity to the to the accusation whatsoever. But the the mode of communication was almost you. Were, 
like this sounds, uh, I don't know whether this is the right word, but you almost need to trans transcend the uh, the combative nature of the aggressor almost and communicate in a way which it it doesn't allow for it to become reciprocal reciprocally combative if that makes sense because otherwise you just end up in a squabble and an argument and that doesn't reflect well on on your organization and it can obviously lead to, to to more problems not to mention the fact that it can be incredibly stressful to be in one of those high intensity type type environments so the more that you can take the wind out of the sails of the of the uh, aggressor or the person that's making the um the, the 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 false claims or the negative claims whatever it might be it's 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 super super important to, to almost think about changing the energy of the communication as part of that process just as much as it is about the actual the words that are being put together to 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 create the 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 rebuttal or the response or or whatever that the what whatever's required in that set of circumstances i think though we, we also need to acknowledge that sometimes these accusations and these claims are valid and um, I think um, we, we have worked with services before where somebody has made a complaint or whistleblown um, and we've had to go into services and do a complete cultural review of, of the way that they operate. Um, and ultimately that's resulted in huge changes to, to the services. Um, and, and we're not just talking a couple of people being let go or training being put in place we're talking about complete changes of the the attitude and the um the culture of, of the business and how they operate so although we do say that these people uh, we, we have obviously touched on the side where we said well people can be disgruntled and, and make accusations online sometimes they are valid and sometimes they do lead to improvements in the sector because working there if they didn't raise these issues then they could have carried on. So there is both sides of that. There's also the, the good that comes from it. And like I said, we've done numerous cultural reviews in, in different services where we've gone in and said, look, there is a problem with this and this needs to be addressed. And that, that improves the service for everybody. And that's a really important point, Simon, because I feel if companies or organisations do uh, say, oh, well, we, we're not bothering with social media, I feel that that shows me that the transparency might not be there and I think you should have these channels because this is the way the world is going obviously there should be channels to do marketing privately to the commissioners and you can ask you can build relationships with them and say can we send you our quarterly newsletter to tell you about everything we're doing tag that email and the commissioner has it so they're not being spammed some may say give us a monthly update but I always feel a little bit uneasy when bigger organizations might not have social media platforms. Sure, I guess that comes back to my earlier point around the um, how well care services are integrated into their local community. Social media is a, a, a fantastic way of being able to do that in a, in a, in a low cost and extremely effective manner. Um, yeah, I, my, my, my point earlier that I raised around um, if you don't give somebody a narrative and a story uh, and a message to be able to connect to, they can often make up their their own minds. My the extreme negative view would be that if you didn't have social media, what have you got to hide? What What is it you're trying to, to cover up? To your point, Jack, everyone, pretty much everyone's involved in so social media in some capacity. And it's how we we learn about brands. It's how we get 
uh, a connection to to brands, whether it's a pair of shoes or a care service, it doesn't doesn't make any any difference. So much of so much of the the, the world now is is digital, um, and it's 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 natural for people to want to 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 make that connection before they make a significant buying decision again, whether it be a tra- pair of trainers, a car, a, a, a care service, whatever that might might be. Um, people will want to do as much research as possible and they're going to want to do it digitally. Uh, just another point, I guess, just to add into add, add into that as well, uh, just to really, really ram the message home. The great thing about social media is that it's inherently scalable. You know, all that great content that you share in your newsletter, that's great content that you can share on social media. If it works well for one social media channel, maybe it will work well for another social media channel. Um, sharing those stories, getting that message out there is of uh, paramount importance. And it's something that people can look back on the chronology of, so the, the content over a period of, of time. And the longer and more um, consistent that content is being created, the more people have uh, almost the longevity and the consistency of that content. It frames a more reputable brand because they that the the organization that the, the care service specifically itself has been open and transparent for this significant uh, amount of time so it's one of those things you almost want to start asap get get stuck in there start making it happen and my my own personal view is that it's something that uh, compounds over time it's like interest it, it it it's something that will continue to grow and and serve from a from a marketing and from a brand perspective, so yeah, I I guess we're we're all pre- we're all very much preaching to the converted in the context of our discussion for for today. And hopefully, if there are organisations out there that haven't made the first move with all of this, it's it's worthwhile just getting started wherever and however you get started, even if it's not beautiful, even if it's not a, a, an incredible social media campaign, just try it and see what works and get some feedback and use that feedback back to make make some tweaks as you go um and the more you do it the more you'll learn and the 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 greater the opportunity will become there's lots of there's lots of uh videos and blogs and information out there of how to how to build and what's important for social media and what people look for so it, it doesn't take long to you don't have to be an expert as you say it's just getting yourself out there and making a start because ultimately it, it builds credibility for your brand uh, and trust. And trust is a huge thing for the care sector. And like Jack said, if, if, if you don't have an online presence, there's always that suspicion, are you perhaps hiding something or is, is this something that you're not wanting people to know? And that's just human nature. There might not be anything that you, you're trying to hide, but there's always going to be that level of doubt. So putting yourself out there, whether or not it's starting off with just um videos or whether it's starting off with just images or even just simple posts about what's going on i think yeah, the right thing to do is to uh to make a start and, and start as soon as possible and be genuine yeah that authenticity authenticity thing i think is really really important as well jack i love the fact that you've thrown that in as uh, as well you, you're sharing what it's really like to be uh, in a care services, whether it's that uh, that of a team member or as a or as somebody living in that in that care service it's happy or sad news it, 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 as long as as long as you've got permission to share it, it life's a roller coaster and people just don't want to see all the happy stuff all the time do they you want to honest i haven't really seen much of that from the 
care sector it's usually like oh we've all gone out for the day and it's been brilliant but it, sometimes it might help people to share in grief or if, if, if it's if it's allowed because it helps people everywhere we're all sharing good and bad news all the time authenticity it's that authenticity um and life isn't as jack's just said it's not always smiles it's there is true life things that happen uh, particularly within the care sector um and it'd be interesting to see if people would would, be, would they share the the not so happy news um it's an interesting point and i'm not sure which way personally if i was in that way whether or which way i'd go i think there is a huge thing to be said there that you are sharing the goodness and the and the bad times as well so yeah it's an interesting point i guess the the argument for doing it was the the case of that real authenticity would help people make the the brand seem more um more real i guess that's the that that's the key point there so so yeah maybe one for for people to to give um some consideration to so Let's have some feedback. Let's let's run a poll to see how would would care services share the good and the bad news. It'd be interesting that people that are, are obviously watching this, it'd be good to for them to comment. Yeah, kind of I'd be really interested in that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to to round our conversation off today uh, with some some key takeaways. I'm really interested to hear about successful marketing strategies, and I guess the the key things that people can take away from those strategies so talk to me about some success stories obviously this is something that you have a an incredible focus on with uh with the work that you do at delphi care um talk me through as i say some some uh some success success stories and let's make sure that we're really really clear around the things that people can get um uh, have ultimate clarity on when it comes to the key takeaways from from that part of our conversation today well i think one of the the main things that we've um we've learned over the last sort of six to eight months has been um, how closely occupy support and marketing strategy work together. I mean, um, particularly around the, the privately owned services that we work with, some of them were, were operating at sort of 40, 50% occupancy um, and didn't know where to turn, whether or not we, we've tried getting engaging with the um, local commissioners with the NHS, local authorities, um, but we're trying to attract uh, private uh, care seekers. Um, and we, we've, for a lot of the people that we work with, we, we are under um, NDAs, so we, we can't necessarily name names, but there's been services that we've worked with where they've gone from 30, 40% uh, occupancy up to 80, 85% occupancy just from having an online presence and that'll be simple things uh, the way that we work at delphi from the marketing reviews will be right what let's sit down let's talk about what you're currently doing are you doing any sort of marketing no we've got a banner outside that says we were rated good by the cqc come on in um and and we start looking at other things around um what competitors are doing is there is there room in the market is there something that that is offered so Part of our work, not just putting together the what should we do going forward, the majority of the work goes into the, the research and looking at the, uh, the landscape, looking at the competitor analysis, looking at the opportunities within that geographical area. Because there's no point coming to us and saying, I want to launch a domiciliary care service in 
Birmingham when there's in this specific area when there's already 50 other people doing the same thing. So the research side of things has been really important. And I think what that does for the people that engage with us and the clients and customers that use Delphi, it opens their eyes. And although they, they kind of know marketing or they, they've heard of marketing and they know about Google and they know about social media. And I think what it does is when we've done the research and we present that research to them, it kind of the penny drops and says, well, in order for you to let people know about your service, you've got to find the right platform of how to do it. You, you said if you're buying shoes, if you're buying a new car, you always look. You don't just go and buy the first pair of shoes that comes. You type in shoes on the internet and all of a sudden you get a load of shoes. You don't just buy the first one. So it's putting it into real terms and demonstrating to them, right, well, this is the reason that we're going to do this. This is the explanation. And this is the budget that you have. And we don't, there's no sort of pressure or there's no sort of, uh, because you'll know yourself with digital marketing, particularly with, with organic growth and SEO, there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees that all of a sudden you're going to start pumping information, putting content out there, and you're going to zoom to the top of Google um, within a two-week period. It is a little bit of a slow burn. PPC, on the other hand, paid for Google Ads. It is a bit more of an instant impact, but there is obviously the budget that has to go with that. You need to be able to invest, and not everybody has that. So we have worked with services where we have embarked on um, PPC and SEO campaigns for them, uh, and within usually, uh, and this is generalizing a little bit, the websites that they currently have haven't been optimized for search engines at all. So just the very small basic changes to uh, the back end of the website, making sure meta tags uh, descriptions are, are in place has a huge and, and quite a quick um, impact on, on the organic rankings. And then being able to, um, to bolster that with social media, active content that's being uploaded on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis. And then coupling that all together um, has seen, we've had some really great success stories. Um, and if you, we're launching our own new website this week as well. So it's, that's going to be launching at the weekend. And one of the things that we put in there is, is the testimonials page and really brought that to the forefront. Because again, even if you find somebody's website, one of the things you want to know is, word of mouth, other people that have experienced that service. I'm really bringing that to the forefront. And for social media, that's one of the great things. We, we look at social media and when we put together our social media plan, we talk about our services. We talk about um, our brand. We talk about fun things, whether it's national chip day or whether it, it, it's take your pet to work day, that sort of thing. People engage with that and that gets engagement. But also the testimonial side of things is making sure that people can find out from real life experienced users what the service is like. And that that's, that's works really well for, for no end of people. And it's just the small changes that lead to an overall bigger improvement. And we've, we've like I said, we can't name names as such, but the services that we've worked with that marketing has along with the other work that we do, I don't just want to put it down to, to marketing for myself and my team and, and Jack that does it, but the holistic part of our mock inspections coupled with the marketing have saved businesses, saved people's livelihoods. They've gone from being on the verge of being shut down 
our consultants have gone in and our task force have gone in and they, they've done their, their mock inspections or they've done a service review and identified that marketing is important. And then it hand, gets handed over to us and we say, right, well, this is what we can do to help you. And these are the impacts that they're going to have. And like I said, they, they've literally saved businesses from doing this. To add to Simon, um, take, take on board your marketing advice. Use it uh, when you're talking with your stakeholders. Ask them open questions. Use your marketing. Go in. Remember what you're good at. Uh, make sure you get their permission to be able to share your marketing with them on, on, on and ask them how often you can do that because that's the only way you're going to get your message across and people like Simon and using his knowledge on on social media and the Google uh, SEO it, it is worth its weight in gold but but you've got to use it you can't just do it <laughs> and think it's going to work you've got to have aspects to your work to make it happen if that makes sense no piecemeal efforts it's got to be done in its entirety <laughs> Well, look, Simon, Jack, thank you so much for your time today. You shared some really, really useful insights, particularly in that uh, in the answer to that, that that last question. So, look, thank you so much for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. It's uh, It's been great to have our conversation and keep up the good work with everything that you're doing at Delphi Care. Thank you. Thanks, Simon.